You know, you can read any scripture multiple times and every time God can reveal something different. Now, we've all heard the parable of the sower and the seed. And I didn't even want to do the podcast on this today. I'm just going to be open and honest. But the Holy Spirit said, nope, we're going to talk about it again. And I guarantee you, I read it again, and it hit a little different this time. So let's dig in. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. I'm smiling, but I'm tired. (laughs) But welcome to Audacity Presents. Always happy to have you join and listen to the podcast. And yes, I did say this is the second week in a row in a row that I had said I have been tired. I think the last two weeks I've been going to different conferences. And this past weekend, uh, there was a reunion uh, musical. I used to sing in a gospel music group called Caleb Dickings and Friends. And he celebrated his 19th year of Caleb Dickin and Friends. It's been a while since I've been a part of that group, but he brought everyone back for a reunion musical, and I was a part of that on this past Saturday. So my voice is trying to leave me, but uh, it was a great reunion to meet up and see some people I haven't seen in a while. So shout out to Caleb Dickin and Friends and especially to Caleb for pulling this all together. It was it was great. So I've, I've lost my voice just about. So while I'm talking about that, I'm going to go ahead and give you my replay because this song has been playing over and over in my head, which is one of the songs we sung um, at the reunion musical this weekend. And it is over and over and over by Milton Bronson and the Thompson Community singers. Uh, The words are over and over and over. He keeps on blessing me over and over and over. He keeps on blessing me. And then it says, fill my cup and let it overflow. I've added this to my replay. I don't remember exactly when this song was published. It's probably been out for a while, but I really like it. It's got a great beat. Y'all know I like a song with a good beat. Uh, So check out my 2023 Spotify playlist for this song. So the past few weeks, actually, this is week seven. So it's almost two months. I've been talking about the seed. There, there is something to be learned, to be gleaned from the word seed from a biblical standpoint. And we've covered a lot of different places in scripture where God has talked about the seed or Christ has talked about the seed. And so as I was thinking about Lord, where where do we move next? Am I moving on from the seed or are, are we going some other place? And so I was thinking about the parable of the sower and the seed. Uh, and actually the Holy Spirit brought that to mind. But me, I'm like, I've already talked about that. I know I've talked about that on a couple of podcasts before. I really don't want to talk about that. People know about that. And so what was so interesting, because I'm always just looking for confirmations about uh, how 
I present things on the podcast and things that I talk about. And while I did not want to talk about the sower and the seed, I'm sitting in church on yesterday and my pastor has been preaching on the book of Revelation. Uh, and he was kind of going through some scriptures, talking about overcoming. We're in chapter 21 of Revelation. But anyway, he reverts back or, or jumps back to the parable of the sower and the seed and starts talking about this. And I'm sitting in church saying, okay, Holy Spirit, I heard you. We're, we're going to talk about it because the thing is, I don't care how often you revert back to this parable. It is so important when it comes to our, our salvation. Like you should talk about this parable every day because it is related to our eternal salvation. And so the fact that I was like, I've already talked about that. And the Holy Spirit saying, I, I don't care. We're going to talk about it again because your salvation depends on this parable. Once you understand this parable, you will look at when you accept Christ and, and how you need to dig into his word to make sure that his word is rooted, that, that you have taken hold of Christ this parable is so important. So I want to take some time just to read through the parable. So I'm in Matthew. I believe it is in Matthew. Let me make sure I have the right scripture. Matthew 13 it is in Matthew 13. So let me read what it says. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on the rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still, other seeds fell on good soil where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Okay. When you read, when, when Jesus told this parable, the disciples didn't understand and went to him saying, Master, what, what did you mean? What does this mean? And so this was the explanation further down in Matthew 13. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is a seed sown along the path. Birds came and ate it up, ate it up. okay? The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble and persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. So it's like, oh, I'm following Jesus as long as things are good. As long as, as nobody is, I'm not dealing with hard times. The word is good. But as soon as persecution comes, as soon as we have to take a stand, is it the world or is it Jesus? Then we quickly fall away. When, when it impacts our money, 
we quickly fall away. And then we try to justify why we're doing what we're doing. Anyway, let's get back to the let's get back to the explanation. Then it says the seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. Think about that for a minute. Then it goes on and says, but the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. Think about the seed. You've heard the gospel. That seed has been planted. And, and we talked about when we first started this series of how it can be planted and someone else comes along and waters, but only God can make it grow, right? So you have this seed, these seeds that have been scattered. Some take root, some are scorched out. Some, some, some sprout up, but then the cares of life choke it out, meaning we become so worried about what's going on in life and trying to make ends meet and do this and do that, that we fail to go to the word of God to continue sowing that seed. But what got me, and my pastor mentioned it today, I'm gonna, I wanna look back through my notes uh, from his sermon today. What got me was the, the, the seed that fell on good soil. And, and when he said this at church on yesterday, I'm like, mm, that's it. The, it says, the seed that fell on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. Okay, this is what my pastor says. As a believer, you can live your whole life and at the end, produce fruit the last five days. He said, you can be a believer struggling for 30, 40, 50 years, having hard times, having to stand for what you believe in, being committed to the word. And the last five days, some maybe maybe you share the gospel with someone. The last five days of your life, you share the gospel with someone. You just produce fruit. Think about that. When he said that, I thought about a very, very close friend, really part of our family, uh, passed away. And they had her funeral on Saturday. And... It's interesting that you can see a person your whole life and, and they feed into you and, and they pour into you and they speak encouragement over your life. But there is nothing, nothing more joyful as, as I stood in the, the, the reception, okay, for us Baptist people, it's the repast, the food they serve after the funeral, as I, as I sat in the repast and person after person after person went to the microphone and talked about 
how our dear friend Claudine had impacted their life, how because of her, they had become a better woman or a better man, how because of her, um, the life that they now live is because of her. This is, this is the produce of the, of the seeds that she sowed, right? This is, this is her fruit. Upon her death, I got an opportunity to witness the fruit that she produced. While I am one of, of those fruits that she produced, but to hear people that had crossed her path or she had uh, crossed her path or they had crossed her path, to hear them talk about the impact of how she poured into their life that's what you call producing fruit. And sometimes we never get to see that fruit produced, but it didn't stop her from producing fruit. There, there were people there that she had talked to probably a week or so before she passed away. I had an opportunity to sit with her uh, back in August before she passed away and she continued to pour and encourage and feed into my life. But there are people that never had the opportunity to let her know. But the thing is, is that she continued to produce fruit. It's like a person that plants an apple tree and then moves to another country, state, continent, but that fruit grows, that fruit tree grows and produces apples. That person may never know that. And so the, the parable of the sower and the seed is to make sure that when you hear the gospel message, that it is not just a time of of when you were dealing with trouble in your life that you ran to the church house and you ran down to the front and accepted Christ. But then after your trial and tribulation passed, we, we, we haven't seen you anymore. You never picked up your Bible. You never turned on uh, a song or a message to continue fertilizing that gospel message that you said you heard, that you said you accept, accepted, See, a lot of people, ooh, I'm fixing to get on my pedestal for a minute. A lot of people run to the church house when they are in need, when they are in trouble, when they are, are dealing with loss. But once they feel their heart has mended or their troubled times are over, they are never seen again. And it And it's not because the church meaning individuals, not the church building, meaning individuals did not reach out and try to connect with them. It, it's just that, it, that, that that gospel message fell on rocky ground, but it wasn't rooted. That means when they came to church that Sunday and, and came down to the front to accept Christ, but then they went back out to the same uh, friends that they used to hang around at with and, and the same places that they used to hang around with. And that message had 
no opportunity to take root. While the church, meaning the people, are responsible for helping those that are new in the faith, spiritually immature, to help those to cause that word to take root. I believe, and some people may not agree with me, that it is also that individual's responsibility to be in the word of God, to help that word grow. If, if, he, if that person would just read a scripture a day, do you know that God can change your life because of one scripture? Because you have been faithful to read. Let, let's just say you read that one scripture for 365 days that, that you may not move to another scripture all year, but you have committed to that one scripture to read it every morning when you wake up, every night when you lay down. Do you know that God can change your life if you would be committed to his word? And that commitment may just be one scripture that you committed to read. Because once that scripture gets deep down in your heart, meaning deep down in your mind, it becomes something that you think about day and night. And that scripture may just drive you to want to know more about that one scripture. You, you read that one scripture and begin to think, well, who is that scripture talking to? Well, what was going on? When, when the scripture was written? Who wrote this scripture? Why did they write this scripture? Just for this one scripture. God can pique your interest to dig deeper into his word just behind one scripture. If you don't believe me, try it. And so when that seed is thrown don't let it just fall on rocky ground. Don't let it just fall on shallow soil. Make sure that that seed takes root, that the word of God becomes living and active and, and moving in your life. Hmm. See the audacity of this seed the things that God has shown me just behind a seed. It's, it's amazing. His word is amazing. And I'm sure there are other words that God has used all throughout scripture where he's trying to tell us something. He's trying to warn us. He's trying to encourage us. He's trying to move us. All behind one word, see. So this is my merry moment. It doesn't matter when your life produces fruit, just as long as it produces fruit. Even if you're on your dying deathbed, and your last breath is to share the gospel message with a loved one. Just as long as you're producing fruit, that's what matters. Y'all have a good week. Hopefully this week will be easy for me. <laughs> 
I will talk to you guys next week. I am so glad you tuned into the show today. And remember, Christ died for you, was resurrected for you, is returning for you, all because he loves you. Now, all you have to do is trust, confess, and believe in him. Y'all have a good week.